welcome back to the Oh My Allergies podcast. This is your host Valencia. Today's episode is going to be about why I became a vegetarian. But before we get into that, you know I got to tell you guys what's been going on. So at the time that I'm recording this episode, I'm finishing up my second week of classes and then getting ready to go into my third week. So my first week of classes, okay, so I've already had a group presentation. On the first week, first day of one of my classes, I was give, we were sectioned off into groups and we were each given uh, like a research paper that we had to read through and each group had a different research paper. And then on Friday of that week, we had to put together a presentation to explain the paper to the class because everybody got different papers. Now, personally, I think that's insane. Something to do very first week of class. Very first week of classes is basically supposed to be syllabus week. Like it's just supposed to be like you're getting kind of a, you're getting your feet wet into your classes, you're trying to get into the swing of your new schedule, like that type of thing. And I was just like, it was really annoying to say the least. And so my group, uh, out of all the groups, I don't even understand why, we got the paper that was more of a white paper is what we call it in communications and in business. So it really it was so much more dense and it was long and it had a lot of layers to it and a lot of components to it and i was like this is just week one like why do i feel so stressed out like that's what i did my first week and then this past week i've had to do some homework assignments but nothing that is like too crazy like for my business writing class we've had to do like a business memo Like in class, we, like the professor, she picked out like some of the memos to like read to the class and then we all as a class critiqued it. And so one of mine, mine was picked and immediately when I saw my memo pop up on the projector screen, I started freaking out internally. I had my coffee with me, so I started drinking my coffee to try to calm me down. I like drunk through my water in like a minute and I was just like oh my goodness oh my goodness oh my goodness I'm stressed but I didn't like they weren't too harsh on me at all like a lot of people really ended up liking my memo so it ended up being a really good thing but I was like really stressed out I was just like oh my goodness like out of all the memos that could have been read why did mine have to get picked so but now we're gonna get into my foodie likes dislikes I literally have to write them down on a sheet of paper because sometimes I end up forgetting so one of my foodie likes it's something that I am looking at while I'm recording this episode it's literally right in front of my face it's in my hand now and it's from this company called wise monkey but wise with a z and it's their coffee leaf tea and it tastes really good I first got this at sprouts and it's tea but it's made with coffee leaves which is really interesting and so different but what I really like about these tea bags is that it's not like a tea bag that you just put in it's like one and done like you can reuse this tea bag like several different times and I really do like these tea bags I think it's interesting that they're made from coffee leaves and you really don't need any sugar in it and I like how 
um, it's lighting caffeine, so you still get a boost of caffeine, but not enough where it's going to cause you to have like an afternoon crash or for you to get the jitters or something like that. So I really like this tea and it's been what I've been drinking within this past week. So a foodie dislike that I had was that I went to go get pizza at my school because on certain days at my school they'll have it where we can make our own like personal pan pizza type of thing so they have like a little pizza bar and they have like different toppings that you can choose from and I was mad because they didn't have any type of meatless option as far as like meat like a uh, meat free meat I guess you could say because normally they'll have like either like the vegan chicken or you know maybe like vegan crumbles or something like that but this time it was just like vegetables when I saw there was like chicken there was like chicken sausage there was like sausage there was like bacon like there are so many meat options and I really was not happy with that but still I was able to get some good toppings on it like I put like mushrooms on it I put like red onions on it I put black olives on it um what else i put jalapenos on it so i mean i still had some of my favorite toppings on there but i would have really liked to have a protein because you guys know i don't eat cheese so it would have been nice or at least have it where they have dairy-free cheese at my school which they did for a short period of time and then like all of a sudden it's like gone and like people want to act like it was never at my school and it's super annoying but yeah i'd probably have to say that was like a real big mm, like a mm, like a big foodie dislike for me so now we're gonna get into the foodie news so the article that I'm gonna be talking about today is about an Oregon school district they paid $120,000 to settle a food allergy suit so Apparently, a specific school district in Oregon, they um, were sued um, by parents that were arguing that the district um, was failing to take proper precautions to protect their child, um, who's five years old, it says, in light of the students' severe allergies to nut and egg products and how before the child started school, how the parents, they provided the school nurse with the, you know, a plan that informed the school of their child's severe allergies, like a health management plan is what they call it in the article. And they talked about how the school served her a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on her eighth day of school. And they claimed that it was okay because it contained sunflower seed butter but that was false and it was actually peanut butter and so then the school they didn't really realize that when this child they went into shock they thought that she was just ill and that she was sick and they didn't really think oh and like they thought it was going to be something that would easily go away and they didn't think that it was life-threatening but I'm like, anytime that a child is showing some type of sign to something, like I feel like you should further investigate that. They say in the article how the dad rushed um, the child to a hospital and then she was actually admitted into the ICU, which I can't even imagine that happening to me, let alone 
a child that was mine like I just that's just that's just really crazy in how the school district didn't admit liability um so they're not trying to be responsible for it even though they're responsible for it and they agreed to take um it says added measures to ensure their staff is trained to protect students and can properly respond to an allergic reaction but my thing is like look if you're serving food at your school and a student eats the food at your school because the only reason how you're able to serve food at a school whether that's an elementary middle high school university etc you have to get a permit to be able to do that anyway so you having a permit makes you responsible because then you enter relationships with whether it's food vendors and if you know that your student population includes people who have food allergies like you should take that into account and if a child says that they can't have i.e in this situation peanut butter and they're like oh well it's sunflower seed butter it's fine you can eat it i mean the person with the, the little child was five years old i mean if an adult figure says it's sunflower seed butter you're gonna believe it's sunflower seed butter you're not gonna be like well are you sure are you positive like i mean she trusted and her school officials to be able to have her best interest in mind and i mean according to this article it seems like they didn't do that really great of a job and i think it's lame that this article is saying that the school does not want to take responsibility and admit liability to it when it happened on their campus especially because student officials and teachers or whoever the lunchroom leader or whatever or the people who work in the cafeteria said that it was okay because it contained an ingredient that it didn't contain and it was false and it caused the child to go into the ICU like that's just like that's unacceptable like we're in 2020 now people like I don't understand why people still don't understand how food allergies are super important and how you know they're life-threatening and a lot of cases and so that just makes me think that you know if that's happening in this state like how many other states is this happening in you know and it's just crazy that suits like this you know have to happen in order for people to get a wake-up call and I really hope that other school districts across the country are looking at this and seeing oh my goodness like I would hate for this to happen at my elementary school, my middle school, my high school, my university campus, and put better measures in place for people who have food allergies and food sensitivities and food restrictions and things like that to avoid stuff like this happening. So now that I'm done with the foodie news, um, I guess we can get into why I became a vegetarian. So I actually, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but when I was born, I was actually a vegetarian. Like that's how I ate when I was first born. And I'd probably say until maybe I was about, maybe like five or six, I was a vegetarian, like specifically a pescatarian because that's what my mom is. And she's been that ever since, you know, I could remember and that's just how we ate and you know that and that's what i would eat when i started seeing you know chicken and stuff and other people eating it you know my mom allowed me to be able to have that flexibility to be able to 
try other different new foods and to be able to taste chicken and so then that's kind of when I started to eat meat so I wouldn't go like super crazy like I would just eat chicken um like mainly that that was it it was just, just chicken and fish and then closer to the end of when I started being um not a not a um, meat eater anymore is when I started doing turkey because as um a child growing up and mom if you're listening to this you're probably gonna like roll your eyes and then start laughing when uh, it came to like turkey meat when it came to lunches my mom was like super excited when I actually started to like turkey because up until this point I did not like turkey, I didn't like Thanksgiving turkey, never really was a fan of it, never had a desire for it. So when I would start, um, one time when we went to, I think it was Publix, and we went to the deli section, and my mom wanted me to try turkey to see if I liked it, because at this point I was just only having like tuna sandwiches for lunch, or I'd have like chicken hot dogs, um, or like salads and like things like that. Um, and she wanted to be able to like switch up the types of food that I was eating and uh, probably just make it easier on herself when it came to making my lunches because you know a turkey sandwich is easier than making like a full-on lunch meal like making like chili and stuff like it's just you just put turkey on two slices of bread and then it's a sandwich and so I tried it and I liked it and it was like my mom was like super excited she was like yay because I did not like peanut butter sandwiches so it was like turkey sandwiches was like my only hope so I would eat turkey sandwiches for lunch my mom was happy because it was like a super easy lunch to make but then my taste okay my taste buds are kind of weird and I say that because I would have turkey one day and it would taste great like I would like it I would eat it but then the next day it would taste different in my mouth and I can't really explain it like I don't know like I don't know what it is but I would just be like oh my goodness this turkey tastes disgusting why am I eating it so then so then I got to a point where my mom was just like oh my goodness like I thought I got her to like turkey but now she's like being like oh well it tastes different on another day so we would experiment with me trying different turkeys and then I started liking one type of turkey and that was just like my go-to turkey like when it came to turkey sandwiches. Another thing that I would do for lunch is have like these little turkey wraps. So what I would do is that get cheese because this is when I eat cheese and I would get cheese and then I would get the turkey and then I would roll up the cheese into a turkey slice and roll that up and have like a little turkey roll tasted really good it was like a really good lunch option I highly recommend it um, for like an easy lunch option whether you're an adult whether you're a child it's really tasty um, so that's what I would have for lunch sometimes and then fast forward to about 2013 2013 um, I was actually in the middle of shooting um, like um, an acting project because I had gotten booked for a series so I was filming that and then while I was filming it like of course we had craft services on there and then I was looking at all the meat and I was like hey you know would I really be able to go without eating meat 
um, just because I was just trying to see like if I could do it for like a week and like see if I would miss it because me and my mom we had been talking like I was like I don't know I'm like thinking like well maybe I should try like not eating meat and see if I miss it or don't miss it it was more so like an experiment and so I did it and I was like oh my goodness I don't really miss meat as much as I thought that I was going to so the week turned into more weeks, more weeks it passed, and then years it passed, and then now we are in 2020, and I still don't eat meat. Now, granted, it was funny. So I had a few different um, things that happened in between, between 2013 and now. So I know the first time that, um, that, ha that I had turned back into a vegetarian, um, one of my favorite things to get when I would go to the mall was to get an Auntie Anne's pretzel. So when I would eat meat and do the cheese thing, I would get like the pizza, the, the, the pizza uh, pretzels from Auntie Anne's. It used to taste so good. I'd get the marinara sauce, dip it in there, tasted amazing. And like once in a while, I would get the pepperoni one just because I thought it tasted really good. And I wasn't really a big pork or beef eater. So like that was like once in a blue moon for me. So me and my mom, we went to the mall and we went to go get pretzels at the time. And for some reason, I don't really know if my brain registered whether or not I changed my mindset into becoming a vegetarian pescatarian again, because I willingly ordered the pizza pretzel, got the pepperoni one, started eating the pepperoni one, and halfway through the pretzel, I was like, crap, I'm not supposed to be eating meat. <laughs> and so, after that i was just like what am i doing like why am i eating this so i was just like well it's almost gone so i finished it and then i was like okay at that point i'm not having any more meat period so once i did that i wasn't really missing it that much the only thing that i say that i missed was turkey bacon like oh, oh my gosh i used to love turkey bacon like when I'd go over to my grandparents' house and my grandma would make turkey bacon, it tasted good. I loved when my mom made turkey bacon, it tasted so good. Like that was like one of my go-to things. I used to like turkey bacon and turkey sausage. Tasted amazing for breakfast, yes. So I remember when I had became a vegetarian pescatarian again, I went over to my grandparents' house and I think we went over there for brunch and my grandma she was making turkey bacon and I was like oh man oh, I was like oh gosh I told myself that I'm not eating meat so we cannot eat the turkey bacon we cannot eat the turkey bacon but I was like oh my goodness like it just looks so good it just looks so tasty like I just want to eat it and have it taste amazing so I was I was just like okay so I went over to my grandma and I was like, Grandma, I know this sounds so weird, but can I just sniff the pan of turkey bacon? And the look that she gave me was just like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> but this was my way of being like, okay, I can still smell it, but I know that I can't eat it. So this is like the closest, th the closest that I'm gonna get to being able to have turkey bacon. So I sniffed it and that was enough for me and then I stopped doing that and being a psycho and now I can go past turkey bacon and not have to 
have a reaction to it. I'm just like, oh, it's there, you know, well, whatever, <laughs> like, I don't care. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a little bit of my journey of, you know, me being a vegetarian, uh, growing up, me not being a vegetarian, and then me going back to being a vegetarian. So like I said, I initially did it just to be able to see if I could not need it and like not miss it. And so once I realized that I didn't miss it, I was just like, oh, well, you know, it'd be easier on my mom, you know, because I'm the only one in our household that's eating meat. So we would be saving a lot more money because we all know meat is expensive. Um, so I just felt like it was just better for my family as a whole. Um, so that just made the process a lot easier because we already were living like pescatarians except I ate chicken and turkey. I didn't really eat anything else. And even when I had turkey deli meat, I still didn't like Thanksgiving turkey. So I never was really sold on Thanksgiving turkey and I really just don't understand why. Anyway, um, so now um, I still am a pescatarian. Um, and specifically, I'm a pesco ovo vegetarian, so I know I get a lot of questions about it, so that's why I simply just say pescatarian. If people don't know what a pescatarian is, then I just say a vegetarian because everybody knows what a vegetarian is. So, like I said before, a pescatarian is when you eat meat, and a pesco ovo vegetarian is when you eat fish and you eat eggs, and those are the only um, meat um, items that you eat um, even though ch eggs aren't meat um, but they're like the only like animal products you eat so I would call myself a pesco ovo vegetarian just because I don't eat eggs definitely not as much as I used to but I still do eat eggs um, so I do want to be like transparent so I do eat fish and eggs but those are the only two things that I do eat because I do need a source of protein and you know I look at the people who are vegans and I give them a bunch of kudos because I'm like I don't know if I could do that especially because a lot of them rely on nuts and since I don't really eat nuts at all so that's why I don't really think I could fully ever be a vegan um, but definitely I could be a pescatarian because fish is amazing and fish is good so that wraps up today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed hearing my story on why I became a vegetarian, you know, and being able to find out a little bit more about me, even to hearing my weird turkey bacon sniffing story. <laughs> um, if you guys like this podcast, then be sure to hit the subscribe button and give us a rating and hopefully it is five stars. If you guys want to see certain topics be talked about by me on the podcast, then you can follow me on all my social media. I am at call. I I am at call me Val Barnes. C A L L M E V A L B A R N E S on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye.